Hello there, my name is John Falola. I bring you Calvary greetings and um, it's a great privilege to bring you God's word this morning. To start with is to um, read the anchor scriptural reading for today's message. So I read from 2 Corinthians 12 verses 9 verses 8 through 9 verses 8 through 10 rather three times I prayed to the Lord about this and asked him to take it away but his answer was my grace is all you need for my power is greatest when you are weak I am most happy then to be proud of my weaknesses. In order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. Wow. You know, um in this part of the world where we made faith to just be all about the good life you know we make we made faith to be all about prosperity but they don't talk about the things that happen in between i'll get back to that our topic for today is the mess mercy message and mess anger so these are different terms for the con- for the sake of this recording i would explain each of them then when i'm using them you would understand the first one is the mess the mess is about every single day of life in every individual's um, existence in this face of the earth you don't do things perfectly just like as a kid gets to attempt walking from some monthhood and falls down you know we mess things up to get better we make mistakes to become perfect you know even when you're practicing in practicing you make mistakes you know and practicing makes you become efficient so you can't take away failure probably mistakes from success or perfection or improvement or growth they are both intertwined so from the term mercy i actually used uh, footballer's name mercy just to make it rhyme what i intend talking about is mercy m-e-r-c-y you know a lot of times I see people talk about different terms about God, different experiences about God, but there's one thing I've come to experience in the last five years. I've come to understand that one of the most important experiences you can have about God is His mercy. And you know, sleeping and waking up every day is by God's mercy. It's not by your power, it's not by anybody's power. 
it's not by someone's capacity to make it happen and we take those little things for granted you know we take the fact that things are working in your life today for granted because you want more and you feel God is not being faithful but there are some things in your life that's, that has been working and has never stopped working if, despite the realities of your life some people are married they are praying for kids and the truth is they've taken their eyes off the ball that at the moment they're having a blissful marriage you know having proper communication but they're letting the challenges of conception obstruct the realities of joy of bonding of building a proper relationship probably improving their, their relationship so the next time is message I'm of the opinion that after you go through a mess, after you are refined into a mercy by God's mercy, hmm, there has to be a message that your life projects to the world. We all talk about branding, we all talk about perception. You know, every human being projects an image to the whole world and that image is probably a function of their life experiences it's a function of their choices it's a function of their exposure probably whatever whatever it is they expose their mind to so after all of that the whole essence of you going through the rough patches of life or the realities of the ups and downs of life is for you to become that message. It's not about you proclaiming the message alone. It's about you becoming that message that when people experience you, they know this guy has been through stuff and it's still, it's a representation of what's possible. I'll give you a scenario. When people achieve certain feats, people, other people draw inspiration from them because they, are an, an, they have become an embodiment of victory for them. So that's what I mean. That let's say you're going through a turbulent phase now. You're going through a certain disease that is not palatable to the ears. It could be cancer. It could be anything that is not beyond the power of God working on you. And I'd not take it for granted. But did you know that? Has it ever called to you that your victory or your fixed victory or your healing could be healed via chemo via treatment or by supernatural touch but what's most important is that you surviving it is a proof for someone else to know that i can triumph over this thing it's a proof for someone else to look at his or her situation and say come on if god could do it for that person or that person could overcome this i can do this as well so that's a message i think our message and God's mercy makes us to imagine to. The last part is mess anger. Actually, I derived it from messenger. You know, it gets to a point after the process is done, the sight of that mess erupts an anger in you. The sight of that mess or the remembrance of scars or probably erupts an anger in you 
if well channeled, you can become a messenger of hope in people's lives. You can become a messenger of hope in people who have passed through those challenges, who are passing through it right now, or who haven't seen anyone around them tell them openly that I've been through this. So, I'll try to make an analogy to buttress my point. We've been told about the farm sittings, about faith, about the victorious power of God, you know. We've been told about the seven keys salvation gives gives us. This power, wisdom, wealth, strength, honor, glory, the blessing, and praise. But there's something we don't talk about. That in this faith, there will be persecutions. In this faith, there will be that you would have human weaknesses. You would have hardship like every other human being. That's why people fall out of faith. They will have difficulties like every human being will have. And within through scriptures, you will see, especially in Hebrew 11, we will realize that what makes us enter into the all of fame of faith is what we are able to overcome. In our little lives trust me like they say over here in nigeria problem 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 no they finish right and what simply means problem is always in abundance and which also reinforces the fact that we must come to terms with the reality that problems are a wake-up call for creativity we must come to the terms of reality problems are a are the perfect opportunities for miracles to happen through our lives. It is the perfect opportunity for us to express our uniqueness or express our latent unique powers, you know. So basically, what I'm trying to just say is, irrespective of the mess you've going through, you're going through, it could be financial mess, it could be the fact that you messed up a relationship, it could be that everything is just crushing down you. As it is right now in your own words but trust me you, you got this god got you i like to have an analogy of my own experience you know there were times in my life that i made mistakes that were contrary to my covenant with god you know as a human being i had at big time and i think that it happened twice or thrice in my entire lifetime and each time I remember those scenarios it hurts me a lot just to be honest with you you know because of the brevity of time I won't be able to buttress more but what I've come to realize that those life experiences shaped me they shaped how I approach life they shaped what how I see people's challenges or how I see people going through similar challenges or how I advise people going through or who have made similar mistakes and you know and they were wondering now how come how do you know about this but they literally didn't know that you have made similar mistakes in your lifetime and truth is this please please never 
hide your messes because in that mess is where the message is i have done everything wrong i don't mean everything wrong i'm not really i don't consider consider myself to be an extremely bad person though as in personally i've done things you know people lie daily you know i've been able to contend with that reality over time people try to malign you even when you're speaking the truth even when you're trying to be the best human being you can be you know or the, the worst is when even when you've evolved into something new people present the you that used to exist before and think you're that same person especially when you've made efforts to grow into someone else to become a new being to become to express the realities of your faith and I see a lot of people having challenges with this and they, instead of them being judged or persecuted or being tried or their weaknesses be it as in they always care that their weaknesses will be exposed they always care that people, people would insult them and I have come to realize that this there's no greatness without weaknesses there's no greatness without insults there's no greatness without hardships there's no greatness without persecution there's no greatness without difficulties what makes it very very exemplary for us is that this is for Christ's sake he said I have overcome you know that's the great news that we have that no matter the issues of life that we face we would overcome I remember one of these days whereby I messed up you know um, I had a vow not to ever 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 um, how I put it now you know to place premium on anything that doesn't press premium on, on me and or that that doesn't bring out the best out of me let me put it that way then on this occasion I was caught up in an act that I had vowed that I wasn't going to be part of ever again or I wasn't going to even think about ever again and it dawned on me that there are certain things you would deal with from the day you were born to the day you die that you would overcome and there are certain things that you will never be able to overcome it except being empowered by the grace of God except God's mercy is available for you to overcome it how do I know you see before you even sin God knows before Moses struck the road instead of speaking to a God knew he won't see the promised land you know before anything evil or probably anything bad he felt you may have done God knew so instead of you hiding your dirtiness or probably your iniquity I would advise you lay it before him for him to heal you and make you whole or make you into a better person so I see life from this perspective that nothing is hidden before God you can only deceive men 
God sees all things. He sees reality. He sees when you say it, when you are honest. That is why even when men doubt you, they think you've been fake or probably you're just lying. And you are true to yourself. You are true to your God. God will be the one to vindicate you. Because our sin situation, however true you may think you are, people still, they have decided to see you as somebody that you are not. And you can't change that. Or your obligation is to be true to your faith, true to your God, and true to yourself. And trust me, messes will know you finish. As in, messes has not come to an end. That means the same way your messes in life doesn't run out. It's the same way God's mercy doesn't run out. They are new every morning. They are new every day that you breathe and your life. And if you understand these dynamics of mercy, you can become a proof, which is a message, that God is faithful, that God is merciful and kind, that God, the same God that corrects, the same God that chastises, can be merciful and turn around everything you think was working against you for your good. It now makes you into a mex anger, which is similar. I use that word for mess anger. That means that when people going through that same mess now see you, you become the reason why they become angry about the mess and say, if this guy could overcome this, I too can. And I believe. There's that power in every one of us because everyone carries the spirit of God. It's just that it's, your, it's left to you to welcome him to your path and say, Lord, come and take your place in me. Come and I welcome your spirit. Baptize me with your presence. Come and take your place in me. Activate your presence in me. Because trust me, sometimes we call it instinct. Sometimes we call it intuition. Those things are God's compass helping you navigate this world but if you acknowledge him as the one who makes it happen for you who is the creator of all things you too can walk or you can become a co-creator of things that's why god did not make chairs but the chairs were in the tree god never made houses but cement was in in in, in limestone you know because you are a co-creator you would always have to leverage on the mind of God to overcome your mess through the mercy of God and you become a message to the point where anybody going to that mess sees you as the antidote of the mess sees you as a proof that they can overcome their own mess that means you have become a mess anger a messenger of hope of healing of possibilities without further wasting your time or probably without um, because I'm running out of time right now I'm also conscious that at this moment we all need God to transform our lives into a message and that means that we have messes we have realities of issues in our life I pray that from this day onward, God will help you and I transform our messes into a message 
that liberates others, that turns you into a messenger of hope and healing in the lives of others. I pray that we become naked before him and hide nothing from him. We pray in your closet and trust him alone to do his job while you do yours. We are trusting him for healing. He will eat healthy. He will heal you. You are trusting him for finances. You will make sure that you have capacity to begin to save money once he starts blessing you. Determine in your heart that you are going to make most of the opportunities he's bringing in your way. I've been there. Sometimes I have wasted opportunities as well. And by his mercy and his kindness, he's been able to turn things around in my life. He's been able to show me new directions, give me new hope, give me new realities in him. But those things are not possible without vulnerability, without you coming to him and saying, Lord, without your help, I'm helpless. Without your mercy, life would treat me mercilessly, you know? So I beseech you to honor him, come into that space whereby you realize that you need that mark of mercy over your life, that mark of exemption. God's mercy is the vaccine against his anger. God's mercy is the vaccine against his anger. It's the thing that prevents him. When once he sees that mark of mercy on you, his anger elopes. Because he remembers he can't go against his word. I pray that God's mercy will be true in your life. You'd enjoy and partake of it firsthand. I welcome you into a season of God's mercy. A season that your life will be transformed by his hand of mercy. And I decree that if you have expectations of healing, by his mercy you are healed right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You are preserved from the from this plague. You are preserved. Your family is preserved. Your business is preserved. Your association is, pre- is preserved. You are preserved. The works of your hands are preserved. And I decree by the power of the Spirit of God, you will come to know him more and more in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. For in Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. I hope you enjoyed yourself. And I'm looking forward to seeing you or having you on the next podcast. Thank you so much.